okay, cool. I didn't want to, but also like a, well, shh, Nikes, what am I doing? What are you, uh, you're living at home, sleeping on a twin mattress in your parents' room. Not in my parents' room, not in my parents' room, my parents' house. in your ears singing those beautiful vocals right there um how are we doing how are we feeling today i am feeling like i want to be some rich mofo traveling the world with my rich mofo lifestyle let me tell you so i mean it's kind of ironic because this (laughs) broke mofo was door dashing this afternoon trying to make a couple extra bucks i ripped my pants last night I need some new jeans, and I figured I don't really want to, like, dip into my bank account to do that, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make some extra extra moolah here, and I was door dashing through these beautiful flipping neighborhoods. I mean, the houses that I was driving by, my jaw was dropped the entire time. Just gorgeous places, massive, which also I was kind of like, well, do I really need that? Like, I don't need that, right? But in the moment, I was thinking, holy hell I just want to be super successful and then I got me thinking that that would be such a kickoff episode to discuss what does successful being successful look like to you um and I think it's very very different for each person so I wanted to start off this episode by talking about what success looks like to me kind of just like a preview of what I hope to hear from other people. And also, I I also came to the conclusion that I'm going to probably record quite a few episodes by myself. First, just because there's things I want to talk about. um, And also, I'm a little scared to talk to adults for some reason. (laughs) I mean, I was thinking, like, I can totally just, like, pull random people to talk to, because I think everyone's stories are so interesting and just talking to people. So, you know what? Here's just me going, thinking in circles. So, let's just jump right in. Am I right? Okay, so... I'm really happy for you all because for the next 25 minutes or so, you get to just listen to me. Here we go. Um, Okay, so what does success look like to me? So I really truly did used to think, especially in high school or like going into college, that success looks like a big house, you know, the big glorious white columns. That's actually not my style that I wanted, but just like the classic, uh, you know, big pretty house. Um, a sexy husband, of course. I mean, that's still definitely in the success cards for me now, but I mean, like I wanted a jaw dropping Ryan Gosling, Ben Affleck kind of guy on my arm, a big family, like the cutest family ever, probably like two girls and a little boy. For some reason I had this vision that it would be like all blonde little babies, even though I'm a pretty dark brunette. So like, I don't know where that came from. And I also envisioned my husband being dark hair. So I don't really know where that came from, but that was also in my vision. Um, a very respectable job, not just like a high paying job, but a job where you could, you'll, you'll be, you'd be like, damn, she made it, you know? So like a doctor, a lawyer, like a CEO, something like that. Um, which is funny because you think that that's the only way to make big bucks nowadays. And that is so not true. Like Not at all. So anyways, those are, that's what I used to think success looked like to me. Um, A lot of more material things, what people saw from the outside. And not that 
that stuff doesn't matter. Like, I, like I, I mean, I would like to have a sexy husband on my arm, of course. Um, I would like to have a respectable job, not necessarily a title, but, like, a job where people are like, damn, she did that. So, absolutely. But success in general to me now, there's three big things that I think kind of define if I'm successful. I want to be genuinely happy. I think that's a, a bing, 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 neon light. Like, put that above my head. I want to be happy because I've talked to so many people who are not happy with their careers or their parents have been grinding away for the past 20 years and just really aren't happy. Um, And that's sad. I mean, we've got one life to live and you spend 40 hours a week, minimum, minimum 40 hours a week doing something you just do not enjoy. And then I think that also translate into your personal life. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you know, the nine to five every day, then it's going to translate into your relationships with your family, with your friends. So that, that's huge to me. I want to be genuinely very, very happy. And if money has to come at a cost to that, that's fine. Like, I think money, a lot of money does buy materialistic things. And yes, it looks very nice on the outside. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't accept it with wide open arms because of course I would. But... I think that the first mindset has to be to go get that happiness first. Be doing something that you're genuinely enjoying because if you're happy with that, the money's not going to bring any more happiness. Um, It's funny. Well, on my list, I want to say it's three, but right now, since we are talking about the money, I do still think money, for me personally, is something that will qualify my success. I'm not saying that I have to be a big baller you know, doing pool dives into $100 bills. No, not necessarily. Again, would it be nice? Absolutely, yes. But, I mean, it's important. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have to, in my future, uh, hopefully within the next 10 years, ideally within the next 10 years, I want to be so financially stable and secure that money is not an issue. Like, I can get what I want when I want it and not have to constantly be concerned if I'm dipping too low in my, my bank account. Now, I'm not saying that I want to be able to go buy that Porsche or buy that... I don't even know good expensive cars because I freaking drive junk cars in our driveway. Sorry, mom and dad, if you hear that. I, I love them. But, but like, I don't want the money for the materialistic things. I'm just saying I want to be able to spend and I want to be able to go out with friends and I want to be able to, you know, splurge on other people without having to be concerned about the money aspect. So to me, it still is pretty important. Like, I, I want to be stable with that. And then my third and final thing that is really important to me is I want to be surrounded by people who truly support me, truly love me for me, are genuine people, um, and I want to be spending my most time with them. I know that when people start following their passions or dreams or careers, there can be a tendency to focus more on that and make your, your job and your career priority, which it absolutely should be if you're passionate about it, but... I don't want to be that type who doesn't see my family as much as I see my coworkers or I don't see my friends and I can't make time for my friends because I have too much other stuff going on. Like obviously it gets harder as you get older and I totally get that. More responsibilities come into into the world and I mean you start having kids and they're your main priority, but I don't want to let my relationships suffer because of everything else going on. So if I can balance that and still be having a great career, a great job, great life, and prioritizing my relationship, that's another big success for me. I think it's very important to remember that success is looks different to everybody. Some people don't prioritize their relationships, and they are totally fine being completely by themselves 
working hard, doing that daily grind for their career, for their passion, whatever it is. Maybe they truly only care about money, and that's not something that I'm trying to change in anybody, and I don't think anyone should because we all have our own lives to live. We all have – we shouldn't care what other people's success stories look like. If if it bothers you, then just don't be around them. So I just want to make that clear that just because those are my things does not mean that I'm right or wrong or maybe you don't even give a flying fadoodle about <laughs> what I think success looks like, but just putting that out there. Okay, so just to recap, for success is just being genuinely happy, being financially stable, having that moolah, that good green yum yum. That's I don't know why I just said that. That's weird. And surrounded by people who love me and not letting our relationships suffer because of everything else going on in my life. So yeah, um, if I can manage to do all those things and get a really pretty, beautiful house that I decorate with cute little pumpkins and cute little fall decor and get DoorDash delivered to me by a crusty-looking girl wearing an oversized t-shirt and untied shoes, then that is just a great life to me. So hopefully I'm reflecting on this episode in 10 years thinking, damn, mama, I made it. So... With that being said, I wanted to move on to what, like, my kind of life story is um, as a 22-year-old, nearly 23. Um, So basically, on October 11th of 1998, my mom popped me out of her womb, and that's kind of just where it all began. And I kind of went through school. (laughs) Again, I'm not going to go into what I'm That's so stupid. I'm sorry. Um, Anyways, let's just go through college. So college, I was a softball athlete, um, pre-med economics major, doing literally everything, hence the one now Megan. I mean, come on. I was wild. I was bouncing from this to that all the time. Um, and so two big things of that, like softball and being pre-med, I feel like were very big drivers of my identity. And being like an athlete, I'm sure anyone can um, attest to this that was playing sports in college. Like when you lose that, it is a very weird feeling. So that was kind of tough, um, just being done with softball and not having that kind of I mean, softball is not stability by no means, but structure, I guess, uh, in my life, which is kind of weird. Um, and then pre-med, like, that was very big for me. So I was a, I graduated in 2020. I was, um, had graduated with my economics major, which I actually genuinely very much so enjoyed. I loved learning about, like, socioeconomic uh, determinants of health and, and healthcare in general. I still enjoyed, but um, pre-med was definitely something that I think... I associated with me as Megan. Like, I posted about it. People knew me, like, knew about that. So, I don't know. I'm still kind of weird about that soft point. But um, anyways, I graduated 2020. I was applying to medical school and studying for the MCAT when, like, COVID hit. And first of all, I was so unbelievably anxious at that point in my life um, and just sad. I mean, there was a lot going on. So, I I can't attribute all of this to uh, medical school stuff, but I was just having a really hard time sleeping. I couldn't focus. Like when I was studying, it was half-assed half the time and I was just doing it to do it. In the back of my mind, I mean, I was, this is, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about, (laughs) I should have a mirror in front of me and just like talk this out to myself and have a nice one-on-one session because it's crazy when I think about the things that were going through my mind at that point and that I didn't snap out of it sooner and say, dude, 
take a step back. Let's go look at something else to do for, for your career because this might not be it. I cannot tell you how many times I Instagram DM'd people that were in medical school or were applying to medical school, asking them if they had the doubts that I was having. I mean, I, I, I mean, my close friends, I've asked them, I asked them too, but like the amount of random ass people that I had in my orgo lecture hall classes that I just remembered were also applying to med school. I'd be like, are you also concerned about if this is the right destiny for you? Are you also nervous? I mean, I was just looking for help from anybody that I possibly could and more so a push to say, dude, step away from it. Like I wanted somebody to tell me that med school might not be my right move so bad that I was looking for it in every single possible way. But I didn't want to step away from it because I put so much time into it, so much effort. Again, my identity was surrounded by it. Megan was going to med school. That was her thing. I mean, my family and friends, everybody was always asking me about it. So I didn't want myself to be the reason I stepped away. Um, But let me tell you, like when I started applying and getting secondary applications, this is probably going to be a shock to a lot of people, but I totally did not try. Like, my personal statement was a kick-ass personal statement. Not going to lie. I thought it was really good. My MCAT score was pretty decent. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't awful. Like, it could have gotten me in to quite a few schools. I was a Division One athlete. I had a really solid GPA. Like, I mean, I had a lot of factors. But when it came to the secondary applications, I mean, minimal, minimal effort. Like, your senior year, final semester of high school type of minimal effort. Um... And I mean, I definitely regret it now because I should have tried more, but I did not do enough reflection at that point in my life to say that this was not the right time that I should be applying to med school because I was so against it deep down and just searching for answers that I, I wanted to not even have the option to go. Um, I mean, this could be, I might need to be humbled here and, you know, you Chicago, if you're listening, if you want to tell me that my application was asked, then please do. But I mean, I genuinely do think that if I had put in a little bit more effort into those secondaries and actually applied to the number of schools I said I was going to apply to, I did not apply to very many, that I would have gotten in. And I don't know. It just it it, it actually feels so good saying that right now because I haven't really like full blown said that out loud. I've journaled about it, and I guess now I'm like actually disclosing it to people, which is kind of crazy in me. So pop off Meg, I guess, but I don't know. I just like, I wish I would have like thought a lot harder about it then. But again, as this podcast is being created for, like, I just didn't know what I was doing and it was scary. And I, and I, I wish I had somebody to kind of walk me through it, talk me through it, say it's going to be okay. So, okay. Now that I got that off, um, that I didn't really think that med school was for me. Um, I guess we'll continue on my life journey. Um, okay, um, so I'm a little bit of a spaz, and I think I spend way too much thinking about this podcast right now because I've recorded my life journey episode like this right now um, approximately four times, <laughs> and every time I record, I edit it up. I'm like, okay, this is perfect whenever I send it out so that the people can hear me, of course. Um, I go to bed that night thinking, you moron, you missed huge key parts of this story. And 
I know I'm a perfectionist, but I just really, <laughs> I'm trying to drive home a message here and I need it to sound good, okay? So, uh, fifth time's the charm. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna keep all the others, like there's certain things that I wanna keep from before, so I'm sorry if this seems a little bit out of order, but I just wanted to summarize how things fell into place the way they did because that's what I'm trying to drive home. Um, I, I definitely just like skipped past to where I'm at now and I was just kind of like, oh, this happened and this happened then I was depressed and then this happened and that's not, there's more to it. So here we go. Let's try this again. So I think I, at this point, will already have talked about when I realized that like medicine wasn't for me. So I'm going to kind of take you back though before to college um and like what I was doing to pursue medicine because I think that also plays a role into where I'm at now so let's <laughs> oh my god that probably sounded so bad and I apologize for doing that and I could cut it out but I'm not going to so here we go um so freshman to sophomore year I spent my summer volunteering at a hospital. I was working in the surgical pavilion and kind of just registering patients. So that was what I was doing, working with a lot of clinic staff. It was actually really fun. I made some nice friends and befriended an old man who was just the sweetest guy ever. Just a good, good, good man. Um, and then on top of that, I was working a kayaking job. Uh, very random. Shout out to Amanda Ray if you're listening to this, but... She helped me get this job, basically just instructing people how to kayak down a river and then lifting these kayaks out of the river. Um, Not going to lie, it wasn't my favorite. I came home sore a lot and was getting paid like $12.50 an hour. (laughs) And so it wasn't the highlight, but I needed money. And then, of course, I was nannying. Um, And I think that I will probably nanny until I'm 60, even though... I don't even know if I want kids myself, so why, Nanny? I don't know. Crazy. Anyways, fast forward to sophomore slash junior year, the summer between there. Um, I had applied to this kick-ass internship with Northwestern Medicine, and I'm so proud of myself because it required, like, personal statements, kind of. Um, so if you're familiar, you need a personal statement to get into med school, so it was kind of like that. And just um, several references about why you want the internship and all that. And essentially, it was just a big shadowing experience. So I worked with physicians across pretty much every specialty at the hospital and a lot of patients as well. And that was really a great, great time. I loved it. Um, I It was long hours, and that kind of kills me. And I definitely complained a lot during the surgery round because we were standing for like six hours straight, and my feet hurt so bad. <laughs> and and I like to complain, so that was not fun. Um, but other than that, I thought the internship was great. I loved working with a lot of different people and seeing new faces every day, so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, I nannied also that summer because I was unpaid, and so I spent more time with children that were not my own, and yeah. Okay, so then, so again, that one I just applied for. Um, and then junior to senior year, I needed, one, I needed money, Two, I needed research, even though I knew I wasn't really that into research. Um, not that I wasn't interested in maybe pursuing pursuing it uh, like in medical school, but it wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, I want to be PhD slash um, MD. I honestly just did not enjoy lab work, but I thought I needed it for med school. So I was talking to my uncle and he works over at a, a national lab by us and he's in computer stuff, um, like computer science stuff, IT, um, all of that good, 
good stuff. I just said stuff seven times. I'm sorry. Um, but I guess he knew someone in the bio department and had kind of put in a good word for me. And so I applied and then I interviewed with the two people that would be overseeing me and got the position. So that was definitely a connection. Um, which I think is important because I've talked about this with friends before and I used to have such a negative feeling about connections, which I mean, you need connections to get by in this world in a lot of ways. And I don't think people like to me, I felt inadequate. The fact that I got in knowing somebody, which was a pretty shitty feeling. It was great to be there and I was happy for it. It was just like, I didn't feel like I was enough because I got in with a connection, which is silly when I think back about it, because if I wasn't good enough, they wouldn't have just accepted me. Granted, I'm sure that happens in some areas of life. Like, there's a lot of political games that go on with pretty much any industry. But I think that I also showed myself and proved myself that I was worthy. And they kept giving me responsibilities and um, a lot of autonomy with the projects I was working on. So don't let yourself get down if you feel bad about getting in somewhere with a connection. Because you had to do something to make that person want to get you in in the first place. Well, I mean, I guess it was a niece, so I was, I didn't really do much. Uh, uh, yeah, that, you know what I mean? But so, yes, yeah, so I got in with that. And then I was also needing that summer on like odd jobs. I like money, okay? What can I say? I like my $15 an hour cash. Um, shoot, maybe I shouldn't be revealing how much I nanny because IRS might come after me for not filing those taxes. Ah, yikes. Okay, so then my senior year, this is like going junior to senior year, um, they asked me to come back. So I got a full-time job with them and that's how I was working at Argonne doing the dirt collection. Um, I guess I'm just a really good dirt scooper. Uh, I'm kidding. It was, it was much more than that. It was intense, okay? But I did that. Um, for the summer I did my internship again and then they hired me on full-time. So the summer was more project-based and then the Going after that, it became actually more of a job, like lab work, working on other people's projects. Um, so yeah, I was not enjoying that life. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with the laboratory researchy life, I was pretty much a, a lab tech, lab bitch, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word. But I'd walk into the into the lab, I'd be working at a lab desk all day, um, very monotonous work. I was working with the same four people who, who are all great people. And like they, they themselves are not, were not an issue ever. Um, it was just like, just the monotonous and re repetition of stuff that I wasn't wanting to do long-term in the future. So I felt like I was wasting months of my life. And so, yeah, I, w I was, I think that also contributed to me being like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I don't know. And then come fall, I'm doing them like secondary applications, half-assing them, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to December, it's Christmas, January, January, February, I was really sad. I was just like, this is not going to work. Like I'm not getting into med school now. Then I panickedly, what now Megan did? And oh my God, that's actually a good verb. What now Megan did? I'm going to use that more often. So yeah, I went home, Megan did, and I started like looking for new jobs in healthcare consulting or in that general arena. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't all like strictly consulting, but just like healthcare jobs, whether it was like marketing or just back in the healthcare field. Cause I do, I, again, I did actually genuinely enjoy the concept of healthcare and it's like what I, 
knew the most, so I figured, okay, that's my best move next. And I applied to quite a few jobs, and I got offers from quite a few places, which was exciting, but I ended up planning to move to Kansas City. Now, I really hope my father doesn't listen to this, because from day one, he shit on it hard, and it was very upsetting because I was already in like a sad, stressed time of my life and didn't know what I was doing. And so when he was shitting on it, I was like, this is my one option. Like, you don't understand. Like, I want Kansas City so bad. Now, I had never been to Kansas City. So (laughs) why I was so dead set on this low paying job in Kansas City, I don't know. But I blame it on the fact that I needed something new. And I thought that the only solution was just to run away. Like I went back to my eighth grade roots and I thought, this is how I solve all my problems is I just pack a suitcase and I leave. And so that is truly what I plan to do. I ended up like figuring out like budget wise, I had mingled with people. I had I was planning on staying with a friend in Kansas City for two weeks while I found my apartment and then just like jumping right in. And I thought it was gonna be glorious. I was so excited. I had I had like going away parties with a couple of my friends. Um, but in the meantime, I was getting applications for or interview offers for other companies. And there was this one company in Chicago that had a very long interview process, um, but it seemed like a great company. And three days before, or maybe it was five, five days before I was supposed to move, I got a call saying I had a final round interview offer. And I don't, thank God I did this risky move, but I basically then told the company in Kansas City that I wasn't going to be coming and just prayed that I got this job in Chicago. Granted, like parents are super supportive. They would have helped me out if that it didn't work out. Um, but I ended up getting the job and now I have this job in Chicago um, working for a consulting firm in the healthcare industry. And I'm pleasantly surprised. Let me tell you, do I know if it's my long-term career 30 years down the road? I don't know. I, I, I 22 and I don't think anyone should even ask me that because that is stressful, my friend. But am I a hell of a lot happier right now than I was, you know, eight, nine months ago? Hell freaking yes. I, first of all, like I said in my very first intro, I have been connecting with so many new people and I love it. I love meeting all these great people, intelligent people. I think the work that we're doing is so incredible and it sounds like you have to just follow along with me here. I had always thought that the only way to help people in like medicine was to be a doctor and work hands on with patients which is great. And like, I think that doctors are amazing and having a good solid doctor can totally change someone's life. I I truly believe like there's nothing better than going into a doctor's office, having a strong relationship with your physician and then feeling like they actually care about you as an individual. That is amazing. However, if you think about all the things that go into healthcare and allows them to practice the way they practice, the facilities that are run and how they're managed and how much that affects the care that you receive, it's incredible. And so my work now, I feel like I'm helping so many people. Yeah, it's behind the scenes. No, I don't get the glory and the praise and the love from people saying, thank you so much, Megan, you changed my life. No, absolutely not. But from behind the scenes, we're doing such valuable work that is helping healthcare systems across the country 
implement these new changes and practices that are really truly impacting so many people. And I, and I love it. Like just knowing that that's the type of work I'm doing again, it's behind the scenes. So it's not as upfront and in your face as what like being a traditional or what you traditionally would think is a great position in medicine or like a very impactful position in medicine. So no, but I, I love it. And I love the idea that I'm able to do that. I think the work is super challenging and, um, well, (laughs) when I have a project, there's been other stuff that's caused issues with our projects, but that's beside the point. But like the stuff that we're doing, I don't know. I'm just very, I, I, I really am happy with what I'm doing right now. So to me, that's pretty crazy. Like I went from not even a full year ago to being like, what on earth? Like I, I can't do this anymore. Like I am crying every night because I'm so stressed about literally nothing. I'm 20. At that point, I was 21, which I hate, or I guess I was, yeah, I was 21. I hate that I was so stressed about it because I think people put way too much pressure on us to figure it all out such early years of adulthood. So anyways, that's kind of like my life story right now. Again, do I know or think this is going to be the long-term plan? I have no freaking clue. But can I tell you right now, based on my three guidelines to what success looks like to me, am I genuinely happy doing what I'm doing? Yeah, I, like I, I definitely really enjoy it. Do I get money? Yeah, I mean, of course I like more. Absolutely. I'd like to sniff some more dollar bills out of my wallet every day. But I mean, I'm comfortable right now and I think I'm proud of myself for the work <laughs> or like the money I'm actually making out of it. And am I surrounded by people that I'm really connected to? Absolutely. Like I said, I'm in, I'm surrounded by people who I think I'm making a very great difference in healthcare and like genuinely care about people as well. And I'm not sacrificing any of my personal relationships for my job right now. Granted, I think my situation is a little bit different than people that work in this industry. And I think some people definitely can take that to the next level and be sacrificing that time with their loved ones. But I'm not doing that right now. So am I ha- like, is this successful to me right now? Absolutely. Do I think that my life journey and path can drastically change over the next five years? Absolutely. I'm full of wisdom or anything, but just reflecting back at the last year and how many changes I made with things that I'm doing with my life, I really want to emphasize the couple lessons that I've learned because I think, again, I'm trying to connect with people and be that aha that other people hear and they're like, dude, she's right. Like this is going to change my life. So again, still learning, but I'm 22 years old and sometimes I swear I act like I'm 57. I mean, literally this past week, my biggest stressor has been retirement. (laughs) I haven't been in my job for three months yet and I'm already stressed about retirement. Why? Why? Why, 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 why? Life is too dang short to be constantly stressing about the future Okay. And eight months ago, if you had asked me where I would be in the next year, I would have had no freaking clue. And I was very scared about it. But look at me now. I'm happy with what I'm doing and it's all worked out. So I really, really, really wish somebody would just slap me on the side of the face with a banana every other day saying, chill out, dude. You are 22. Life figures itself out. There are bigger, more important things to be scared about. What I wanted to get across here, and that I didn't across in the four times that I recorded this previously, is that as much as, or as hard as it was to walk away from medicine, again, 
it could, I could go back in several years. I don't know. I'm just saying in this moment, as hard as it was to walk away from reapplying because I felt like I had put all this time and invested all of these resources and spent countless hours doing volunteer work and engaging with people about medicine that I felt like I had wasted all that time. Um, and that was hard. But had I not had those experiences working clinic in the clinical backgrounds and volunteering and uh, shadowing different physicians, I don't think I would have necessarily gotten the job I have now because other than my healthcare hands-on experiences, I didn't really have much experience in any sort of uh, business role or internship in that capacity. So no consulting roles, no management roles, nothing like that. And so had I not had these experiences and been able to say, hey, you should bring me in because I can bring in the perspective of a physician. Well, to to a degree, I can bring in the perspective of somebody working with the patients, not from an administrative perspective, but from somebody actually administering the medicine. And I can talk to you about the experiences I had where physicians were bitching about the things they hated about their job. So I could come in as that fresh pair of eyes that's a little bit different. I understand the business aspects of it from my economics degree, but I had a lot more of the clinical experience that some of these other students coming in might not have had. And so as much as it felt like I was doing a 180 on everything and wasting a lot of my time and efforts from before, I I think that they still paid off. And so it's so important that if your life seems to be kind of going one way or the other, there's the butterfly effect. Anyone familiar where, you know, one thing leads to another? Maybe that's not the right, maybe that's not what I should be using to explain this, but I'm just trying to get at the fact that the experiences you have in your past totally shape your future, whether you can clearly see it or not. So if you're doing a pet grooming job right now and you're not enjoying it, who knows? Maybe your next big move will come from somebody coming in with their pet that wants you to be an actress in their new commercial. You know? So it could be that. That could be you. And if you're listening and this is happening to you, please reach out because I'm interested. So yeah, I hope that... I hope that clears things up and I go to bed tonight not feeling like I need to record this for the sixth time. Uh, On that note, see you all and have a great rest of your day. I don't, I don't like that ending. Have a great day. Goodbye.